Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Are Moon and Gold, a podcast featuring me, Chandler Elsbecker. And me, Aaron Williams. Aaron, it feels like this was kind of set up to be a kind of a crappy week, too. But as tends to happen with college football, the weeks that looked like crap end up being the better weeks of the year. Yeah, checks out, checks out. As as college football is, college football is gonna college football. You know, it's just it's just gonna be great. It's just it's just something we have to grapple with. It's it's just gonna be great when you least expect it to be. And last week was absolutely no exception to that rule. Yeah, and from a personal perspective, um, you know, I I, I tweeted about this like we we achieved the Chandler football sweep, where the Jophers won by a lot, and that was fun. Tech won an overtime thriller. UNT won, beat up on Texas Southern by a good bit. And then we got the Schadenfreude games out of the way, <laughs> where I was very nervous watching Alabama on my phone in the stadium on Saturday, which uh, is in the fourth quarter. You know, the fourth quarter was what it was, the Gopher game. Uh, but Alabama pulled it out. They beat Texas, Wisconsin lost, Iowa lost, yeah. uh, to satisfy middle school Chandler, who was a lot more concerned about what the Aggies were up to. The Aggies lost. Uh, it was just uh, we hit all the right notes for a good Saturday for, for Chandler and college football, in addition to just like there being a lot of really, really good games. Yeah, yeah. It was just a great – it was a great weekend. It was – I – I went to the game with you and then did some other stuff in the afternoon and then ended up watching all night. And it was, it was, it was, it was just, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It was just great. We can uh, kind of speed through week two stuff. Um, We'll we'll mention all the big 12 stores as normal. uh, And then we'll just kind of highlight favorites from around the country in the big 10. Duke beat Northwestern 31-23. Says very bad things about Northwestern, in my opinion, but we knew they'd be bad. Um, Ohio State beat Arkansas State 45-12. Ohio lost 46-10 to Penn State. Maryland beat up on Charlotte 56-21. And then the first big, uh, big game of the uh, – as far as the Big Ten was concerned, Washington State went into Madison. The uh, the Madison native, Jake Dickert, head coach of the Cubs, beat Washington 17-14. to And I did not watch this game super closely. I didn't start watching it until the fourth quarter. But uh, the fact that they were able to do fairly well, it seemed, against the Badgers rushing attack, you know, at, at Braylon Allen still got his, but it wasn't anything too dramatic um, speaks fairly well to what Wazoo is and probably a little poorly about what UW is at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Wazoo is a program that's been down. I mean, high profile weirdness the last few years, but yeah, it's a, it's a good win. You know, it's a, it was a, it's an early season top 20 win, you know, a team that was ranked pretty high and maybe, maybe was more flawed than people had thought or more deeply flawed than people had thought, but yeah, that's a good win. You know, even in a down year, you know, going into camp Randall, that is, that, that is hard. That is, that is, that is a good, that is a good win. However you kind of slice it. And, uh, 
Yeah, so that that was big, uh, as well as just it's the Schadenfreude. Just it's just kind of fun. <laughs> it's very fun. Uh, I I believe that Wisconsin is dead when I see a body, um, but it is pretty good to see that what you imagine is the Gophers' top competitor in the Big Ten West um, had some significant problems. This was a somewhat wonky game in regards to turnovers and regards to red zone stops and all, but they were one of the biggest fallers in SP Plus this weekend to the point where they, uh, they're at 21st in the country right now, which is exactly one spot behind your Minnesota Golden Gophers, who are the highest rated team in the Big Ten West. Woot, woot. Um, so keep an eye on what Wisconsin turns out to be, which I'm sure everyone was already going to do. Illinois beat Virginia 24 to 3. Talk about this more when we talk about Illinois in a couple weeks. Might be just regular bad Illinois, unfortunately, um, but we'll talk about them in a couple weeks. Iowa, meanwhile, lost to Iowa State for the first time in what eight years? Seven years, something like that. I don't know. I don't know the exact number, but it's been a while. The score was ten to seven. Iowa did score an actual touchdown this time. Yeah, good for them. Um, Spencer Petrus was twelve of twenty-six for ninety-two yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. He will start this Saturday. You know, it's kind of it's kind of crazy that I mean I know we know they don't have much behind him, but. I mean, he was bad last year, really bad at times. But I mean, this is like Detroit. The, the 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 wheels have really fallen off there. It it seems like, and I don't know. I just I, I I would have thought that he would have not regressed even this much, which is crazy to say after last year. But they just look brutal. And they don't have anything to help him out because. As, as we've talked about, the offensive line is worse without Linderbaum. The receiving core is worse. They don't have Tyler Goodson anymore. Uh, this, this past Saturday, they had 64 non-sack yards on 24 carries, which is an average of two and two-thirds. Um, that's not good. That's, that's really awful, even though Iowa State is a program that has fielded pretty good defenses under Matt Campbell. Uh, the, the bottom line is this offense is totally broken. The offensive coordinator, uh, Brian Ferentz, obviously needs to go, but will not because his dad's the head coach. And I don't think changing the quarterback is going to fix it, but they probably should give it a try. Yeah, just just anything, anything to stop the bleeding at this point if you're Iowa, I'd say. Michigan State beat Akron 52 nothing. Purdue beat Indiana State 56 nothing. Rutgers beat Wagner 66 7. Um, Michigan beat Hawaii 56 10. I know nothing about what happened in Indiana, Idaho, other than the final score and the fact that it was a lot closer than it needed to be for a while. Indiana ended up winning 35 22. But the, uh, the last big game, probably the most the, the 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 most like uh, the one with the greatest reverberations was yeah. Nebraska's 45-42 loss to Georgia Southern. Just 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 euphoric, <laughs> just hilarious and just just totally crazy. Wild game, wild finish. But yeah, you know what? What else are you gonna say? What are you, what are you gonna say about Nebraska? I mean, they just they did. You know, the Bears are who we thought they were. They did what they've been doing for the last several years. You know, 
I said before the Northwestern game, the funniest outcome is not only Northwestern winning, it's not Northwestern dominating, it's Northwestern winning by three. You know, Georgia, Georgia Southern just won 45-42. So, yeah, I don't know. They, 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 they can't win in close games. Coach got fired. We talked off air about the buyout uh, situation, which is also pretty funny. So, yeah, just I don't know. It, 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 it's got to be it's got to be hard to be a Nebraska fan, but I have no sympathy. I understand that. I'm happy for Georgia Southern that they have this. Yes. They're a program that should be better than they've been the last few years. There, there are a lot of structural things that have kind of made it so that they're not as good as they used to be. But also, they've just hired the wrong guys, and um, they're moving away from the option under Clay Helton. And uh, and Kyle Van Treese, the, the Buffalo transfer, who I watched at Buffalo and was not very impressed by, he was pretty okay in this game. He looks good. He looks he looked good. They they were they were they were they were they were chucking it. And you know, on one hand, maybe Nebraska just can't stop anybody, you know, but in the other, they weren't on the other hand, they weren't stopping him, you know? They weren't stopping him. Yeah, uh Van Trees threw fifty six times, <laughs> which uh counts as chucking it. Four hundred nine yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Also Georgia Southern averaged 7.8 yards per carry. Um, the Iowa offense is broken. The Nebraska defense is not probably quite as broken, but not that far behind. Yeah, pretty broken. Obviously, Scott Frost was fired the next day, which is earlier than I thought. <laughs> Even before you bring up the, the buyout situation of like, this is the time where it makes sense. Like I genuinely did not think it would start this badly. I thought they'd be three and no, there might be an ugly game or two in there, but I seriously thought this was at least going to be a bowl eligible Nebraska and it would be a bit of a miracle for them to hit that at this point. Yeah, yeah, just un unbelievable yet yet pretty pretty believable, unfortunately, for them. So, uh, outside of the Big Ten, we're not going to run through everything, but just what was a game you watched that you thought was uh, was a good college football contest? Uh, let me pull let me pull a couple things up here. I would say um, Kentucky, Florida, at the end of the night was pretty good. Um, weird, weird, fluky, fluky, fluky. There were like five plays, especially towards the end of the first half, early second half, that were just bonkers, <laughs> including like 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 bad snaps and weird, fluky, you know, interceptions and stuff. Um, so that game was pretty close. But I did I did honestly I did end up switching more to the Nebraska Georgia Southern just because of the personal intrigue. Uh, but I will say, you know, A&M App State, I mostly just caught the end of. But, you know, that was uh was obviously tremendous, you know, as far as just being a crazy upset, same conference. Um, yeah, that was, that was just, that was just incredible to see app state really go in there and really kind of dominate that game, not just win on a, in a fluky way, but like it probably arguably when you look at the stats, shouldn't even have been as close as it was. Um, and then the other one that I watched, I did watch most of the overtimes in the end of uh, your game, which I won't spoil, but uh, 
Houston versus Tech, which was which was gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, not because I, I don't I mean, like Houston, but just because the game was that good. It was a very good game, and I've already said Tech won. Uh, Tech won 30 to 33, and it was um, Donovan Smith did not have a good second half. He looked pretty sharp in the first, and a big reason that Tech kind of stopped storing was that he started having some really bad turnovers, uh, which let Houston back into the game. But Tech ended up, uh, you know, going overtime, and a really good play by. Smith and, and his receiver kept the game alive on, on a fourth and long, and, um, and they ended up winning, which, you know what, uh, these these couple games against Houston have been pretty exciting, a little a little uh, feisty, and this is a, a win that Tech has really needed. This yeah. is a program that has been in neutral for most of the last decade, and... Um, anytime you can get a a good win over it should be a pretty good team from the same state, one that's going to be in your conference, um, then you're uh, you're you're in pretty good shape. I, I wish Joey McGuire would have been more aggressive at the end of regulation, trying to you know get a little closer for a field goal. But it was a, it was a really good game to watch alongside two of the three teams I hate most in the world losing to teams that they should probably beat at the same time. So I enjoyed that. That was probably the game I watched most closely on the day that didn't involve the Gophers or anyone in the Big Ten. Yeah, and Tech, you know, I mean, also just in practical terms, I mean, Tech's got a tough schedule. I mean, the the Big 12 this year is pretty good. So uh, this is a big win as far as if they want to go to a bowl game, this is one you probably maybe had to get. Uh, And and just for confidence and whatnot. They got it. And, and next week is a tough, tough game. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I agree. That's a big one for just making it to 500. But um, we do have to talk about the Gophers yes. just a little bit. The uh, the final score against Western Illinois was 62 to 10. Not a whole lot of 62-point games in Gopher history, at least recent Gopher history. It was pretty complete, We'll say there there was there were some moments early where the running game was not going quite as well as you would like it to go, um, but that didn't matter because the, the reason that it wasn't really working 100% was the way Western Illinois was was treating to go for offense, where they basically they said our our best chance of winning. They watched the the New Mexico State game and said we're going to get plowed over if we don't cram the box here and so we're just gonna make um make morgan and all those receivers beat them and then morgan and all those receivers beat them and they had to adjust that opened up space for the running lane as i was gonna say the, the, the running back still beat them too so yeah that, that's the thing when when they had to start covering receivers, there was now space. And even then, like Muhammad Ibrahim, the times he didn't get space, was breaking a lot of tackles and making positive plays out of nothing. So there was some really awful tackling. There was some some bad coverage. There was just some slow, slow defense. And uh, Minnesota took full advantage. They stored plenty, even when the backups came in. And uh, the defense didn't really need to play that well if i'm being frank 
So yeah. um, all around a totally successful win. They're at a, uh, a 100 point total for the year already. On my blog post, I looked into past instances of the Gophers winning their first two games by 20 plus points. And uh, I, I can tell you that in seasons where they did not open their their year with two high school teams, which is pretty common around the, uh, the turn of the 20th century, um, no Gophers team has ever beaten their first two opponents by a margin of 90 points. Um, so this is uh, slightly, very specifically historic. Um, and obviously, uh, it kind of takes a bad team on the other side to accomplish this, um, though there were a couple exceptions. Uh, but um, as I wrote, History suggests this is at least a pretty good team, a bowl team, which is what we expected going into the year. But um, you don't usually just stumble into beating the other two teams uh, by 90 points. That that typically takes some level of ability. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like we said, like we've been saying every week about these for a long time about these two games. And like I said last week, it's like all you can do is whoop up on the teams you play, you know? I mean, they're not good. You know, they're not they're not good, but, you know, who are you playing? We're not playing Alabama. You know, would we beat Alabama? Probably not, but, you know, that's not who that's – we're not playing Ohio State right now, you know? We're playing Western Illinois. We got Western Illinois. What's – What's the you know you, and you did them sixty two to ten you know that's 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 that says that you you, you 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 know you still you got an A on the test you know it wasn't the it wasn't the final you know it wasn't even the midterm you know but it's 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 a it's a quiz at the beginning of the class that you know and maybe you got some participation points too you know and you're you're feeling pretty good about yourself because you haven't gotten to the meat yet but regardless you know it's 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 not it's not everything it's not nothing. Yeah, and you could be really struggling to put away one of these bad teams. You could outright lose. Nevada lost to Incarnate Word by two touchdowns. Yeah, I was going to ask you who Incarnate Word was because I I don't know. <laughs> They're a Christian school in San Antonio. I figured, um, but I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, they're an FCS school, uh, I think still in the Southland the the thing is with them, um, they just lost their head coach, former uh, Red Raiders receiver Eric Morris, um, and some of his staff to Washington State because Morris is now the Wazoo offensive coordinator. Uh, so by the way, good on Elf, uh, getting that W for uh, for the non Badgers of the world. But um, so this is kind of a situation, and I think they lost some of their players too to Washington State. So like this, this was a situation where this is a, an FCS team that's resetting. Yeah. Um, they were in the the FCS playoffs last year, though. Oh, were they? I that I that I did not know. So it wasn't. There weren't. It's not nobody. I mean, it's 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 mostly nobody, but it's not totally nobody. Yeah, it's not totally nobody. But the thing is, um, Nevada's real bad. Yeah. Uh, not that we need to make this about Nevada and Incarnate Word, but this, just the, as a general point. Uh, you're even Nebraska against North Dakota two weeks ago. Like you, you, you have to, you have, 
the, the teams in front of you, um, not everyone handles well. Not everyone makes it easy. You've made it easy. And that counts for a whole lot in a division where everyone except Purdue has a loss that you can kind of look at, you know, like, really? You lost that one? And you're ahead of Purdue in the standings, <laughs> fairly or not, right? Yeah, so you're uh, you're in pretty good shape, and the teams around you are in various degrees of, uh, you know, respectable, but not um, not world beating. You 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 would look at everyone else in the division and say they are vulnerable. They can be beaten. They could finish as low as like fourth at least, something like that. So. Yeah. We, we got to see what happens. We can't go off this a whole lot, but we can at least say you're, you, you've got a good chance of being in the mix, which is all I think we want out of this season, right? Yeah, all, certainly all we, we've gotten all we could have asked for out of these two games so far. Well, there's going to be another hopefully really easy game this coming Saturday. Colorado is coming to town. Last year they were 4-8. and eight. This year, they're 0-2. Their first loss was 38-13 TCU at home. And uh, their second loss was against Air Force 41-10. I watched uh, about a half of each of these games. Um, wanted to do the full games, but time ran out. But um, I, I can tell you that they don't have a whole lot that they're good at. Uh it seems like their offensive line when it comes to run blocking is a bit better than it was last year, which is a plus. Um, but I don't think it's in a good way yet. The running backs, Alex Fontenot and Deion Smith, they may have something, but I'm not convinced they're amazing. They've got a couple safeties who can clean up some plays. Isaiah Lewis. That's more or less it. Like this is a, a team that has bad quarterback play, it has bad pass protection, doesn't have great weapons at receiver, it has a just porous run defense, doesn't have much of a pass rush. They're awful, awful tacklers, and in the secondary, they're they're starting a bunch of true sophomores. So, I I see a team with a lot of flaws. I see a team that I would put the the cap at the number of wins they're going to have this year at two. It's that bad. This is a team that is an absolute wreck. And we're going to get into all of this in detail. But I just want to say before we start on all this, Carl, Carl Durrell's buyout, and he's in his third year. So, like, it's fair to start talking about buyouts when the program's in this state. $7.8 million. Jeez, give me that. Uh, give me that agent. There's a chance that, especially knowing how CU kind of is fine not having a super powerful football program, with good reason, by the way, 20 years ago they had a big scandal. They needed to rein things in. But they might let him just go another year to save three, four million or whatever it is, because that's easier, which is really sad because of what this program used to be. But for now, it benefits the Gophers, so I guess we can't really complain about it, can we? No, no, and it is it is hard. I don't know. I, I you think just again, they're a Pac-12 school. You know, they have a good market. 
you know, Boulder seems great. It's a big school, a school people like legitimately want to go to. Like it's a, it's a, it's a destination, right? Like a huge school. Like they, they should, <laughs> they shouldn't be this bad. It's kind of like Arizona. Like it shouldn't, shouldn't, just shouldn't be this bad. But somehow, somehow for a long time it has been. And maybe there's reasons for that, but I don't know. I don't know. It's it's always kind of surprising to me that they are as bad as they are. Well, Arizona right now looks like a regular kind of bad. Um, yeah. Whereas it seems like uh, Colorado is burrowing below the Earth's mantle right now. In fact, um, the best chance that Colorado has uh, at winning a game this year is against Cal. And uh, Cal has a 67 percent chance of winning according to the football power index um, it's bad it's real real bad well we'll start on offense mike sanford jr is the offensive coordinator yeah they're not doing themselves any favors there i do think they showed an ability to adapt against air force it was raining a lot jt shrout was having a lot of problems dealing with how wet it was his receivers dropped some balls including the one that became an interception um and what they did was we're going to stop putting out two tight ends we're going to spread things out we're going to do 11 personnel and we're going to run the ball we're going to you know attack the outside and that worked okay for them not great they only scored 10 points but they did get a touchdown out of that strategy shortly after adopting it and Again, I think their running backs might be okay. So there's something there. But when it comes to the passing game, Trout, I don't really think has it. He wasn't very good at Tennessee in limited time. He's, you know, we, we can say that last game was a little fluky, what with the weather, but he's still 18 of 44 this year. He's not immobile, but he's no speedster or anything. He's got a pretty good arm, but I'm not sure that he has the accuracy. And then the alternative is Brendan Lewis, who started every game last year as a true freshman. And he spent a lot of that year running for his life, and he could run a bit. But he wasn't doing anything with the ball. Only six yards per attempt last year. Um, They didn't ask him to do a whole lot because he was a true freshman, and they needed to get the ball out quickly. Uh, And he was pretty underwhelming at best we'll say against tcu so i don't think they have a quarterback right now most threatening receivers maybe the uh sixth year guy daniel arias on the outside who had 19 catches for 237 yards last year the tight end brady russell who is i guess the leading returning receiver in terms of uh, catches. Uh, They got a slot receiver from Baylor, RJ Sneed, who was a pretty well-used player for the Bears, Um, but he hasn't made that much of an impact so far, just three catches for 24 yards. They have a true freshman out of uh, Allen High School in Texas, Jordan Tyson, who's got three catches for 32 yards. Uh, I don't see an obvious weapon here i think if you on early downs just play the run first then that'll work pretty well for you make trout or lewis whoever is playing make them beat you as passers and on passing downs drop seven or eight 
And probably do some of the stuff you did last year against this line where you run incredibly simple stunts and find yourself in the backfield because I think that'll work out pretty well for you because they still don't have that protection quite down. This is a, a pretty bad offense. And uh, it's rated worse by the metrics. Uh, I'm not certain that the defense isn't just as bad. It's kind of a 3-4 a type thing um, with a, a hybrid edge defender. But the main thing I, I, I took from this, because they, they were in base a lot against Air Force, they really made it a point to you know, keep as many guys in the box as they could. But I still think they kind of left a lot of space they were in too high a lot of the game which i guess was probably to not get burned but it didn't really work they didn't have any control over the edge against air force they got pushed around all day both against tcu and against air force there were some really giant holes for their guy for the opposing uh, running back to go through and they just can't tackle like that that's that's the the main thing is you're if you're going to get pushed around at the point of attack then you gotta have guys behind the defensive line who can make tackles in the open field and they can't that's just the thing they can't and that may be a problem against muhammad ibrahim yes guy who tends to tends to not take well to being tackled no he, he usually resists that pretty strongly at linebacker they have a lot of experience between quinn perry Robert Barnes and the West Virginia transfer Josh Chandler Semito, um, who had 89 tackles last year, was a really disruptive player for the Mountaineers. Um, but I haven't been terribly impressed by any of them. Like I said, their secondary is pretty inexperienced outside of Isaiah Lewis. Uh, Lewis had a, an injury against Air Force, called it a laceration, but he will play on Saturday. Uh, the other starting safety, Trevor Woods, was ejected for targeting in the second half, um, assuming he does not get reinstated on appeal. Um, he'll miss the first half this week, which means Jalen Stryker will be the strong safety. And he's probably better than the one time he really stood out to me, which is when uh, a TC running back is running right at him and he gets flat-footed and completely whiffs. And I asked myself, Jesus, who's that? <laughs> um, so he's probably better than that. But I did ask that, and that's not a good thing. <laughs> so um, he's going to start at safety. They've got uh, corners who haven't really made much impact. Nico Reed, Kalen Moore, Nickelback, Tyron Taylor. None of them have been very disruptive so far in their college careers. And um, looking for a pass rusher on the defensive line. Um, they uh, they don't really seem to have one at this point where, um, yeah, the, the, the leader in sacks among these guys last year, Aim Rodman at defensive tackle. Terrence Lane, their defensive end, had five and a half sacks three years ago, but hasn't been a regular player since. Um, they just don't have a whole lot of playmakers. And like I said, you, they're, they're just not moved. They're, they're getting moved off the line every play. So uh, I think, you know, you could pass it if you wanted. Last year, they gave up a fairly high completion rate, 61.3%, because I think they were trying to avoid getting burned deep. 
but honestly, if you just uh, if you keep it on the ground all day, you'll probably do pretty well. So far, teams that are playing them are averaging 8.1 yards per carry. It's not good. It's not good. I uh, I'm I'm a person who likes it when you throw the ball a whole lot, but you flat out don't mean to do that this game. So uh, keep the ball on the ground, keep the snap counts low for from Mo Ibrahim and Trey Potts and uh, get out of there as soon as you can. If they try bringing things down the way Western Illinois did early, I think you'll do just fine going over the top. So as far as projections go, Vegas has the spread, at least when I checked yesterday, at 27 and a half over under 46.5 FPI. 94.8% chance that Minnesota wins, SP plus 96% chance, Massey 94% chance, and uh, CFB drafts, 98.4% chance that Minnesota wins this game. Projections figure it's something, it, it, it's it's going to be a blowout. That's, that's what the computers think of this game. How are you looking at it? Yeah, I'm looking at it as a blowout. You know, earlier in the year, again, if I hadn't have watched the last two games, I might be, again, less optimistic, but again, this is a bad team. We're seeming like an, at least an okay to good team that it, that has shown they can take take care of business against lesser competition. I expect that to hold true. I think it's too much. There's just too many mismatches. Uh, I would say my prediction would be like 40 to seven, which is yeah. better better than I thought Western Illinois would fare. I didn't think we'd get 62, but I, I didn't think I didn't think they'd get 10. So. Yeah, we'll we'll call it seven this week. I'll say um, I'll I'll say forty-one to seven. Could I could go higher probably because I I think the degree of talent difference is just so extreme that it could be higher. Um, but if the way they're going to go about things is just by running the ball, then obviously there's a cap. So I'll say forty-one and Colorado. I don't know. I can't even point to someone on this this offense where I'm like, if they're going to get a score, it'll be that way. I think it's more of just like, well, they have to score, right? Yeah. Surely it's, it's, it's a bad team. Bad, bad team. Kickoff is 2.30 on ESPN2 on Saturday. Beth Moens, Kirk Morrison uh, will have the call. Weather forecast, not Great, but it'll do 77 or so degrees, mostly cloudy, not terribly windy, but maybe a little bit of wind. Hopefully things get wrapped up before any storms come in, because that is a possibility in the evening on Saturday. But assuming we don't have to deal with that, then it should be a pretty pretty good day at the stadium. Yeah. Amen. Elsewhere in the Big Ten... Indiana hosts Western Kentucky, 11 o'clock on Big Ten Network. Michigan hosts UConn, 11 a.m. on ABC. Nebraska will play Oklahoma, 11 o'clock on Fox. Southern Illinois goes to Northwestern, 11 a.m. on BTN. And uh, Purdue visits the Carrier Dome, 11 o'clock on ESPN2. That is, is that the most interesting Big Ten game happening during this slot? You're saying Purdue, Syracuse? Yeah, I, I have to say probably. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just what, what else is there? I mean, there's just, there's just nothing. It's, it's, it's really across. It, it as much as we said last week was not great. This week on paper, 
it is not great. And we'll talk about the national scene more, but yeah, that slot in the Big Ten is not is not good. I, I feel pretty confident that Syracuse beating Louisville had a lot more to do with what Louisville is. Um, but also Louisville won at UCF this past weekend. So who's to say? Yeah. We do have one really crap game uh, at 2.30. New Mexico State visits Wisconsin. Um, we've, we've seen that. Yes, we've seen that, I think. I think Braylon Allen is probably going to kill someone this weekend. Yeah, I yeah. Braylon Allen will have seen that come this time next week. I'll say that. And then uh, interesting game, 2.30 on CBS. Two teams of uh, great stature who played a really good game last year, I want to yeah. say. That game in in, uh, in State College was awesome. Now they're in Auburn, uh, Penn State, and Auburn, 2.30 on CBS. Very, very much a crossroads anxiety type game for, uh, for both teams where they – just don't know what they are. And also Auburn wants to fire their head coach as soon as is justifiable. So, uh, because they're, what else is new? Yeah. What else is new? Uh, yeah. And the quarterbacks have not been very good for either team, but, but you know, these are, these, this should be, this should fill the, the foot, this should scratch the football itch. You'll see some, <laughs> probably see some great front seven play, you know, Big Big Ten school, SEC school. I mean, should be a pretty should should be a pretty good game. If, even if it's not, you know, even if they aren't the blue bloods that they are so, uh, uh, occasionally. In the evening, ooh, yeah. Okay, so the, the the Big Fox game is Toledo Ohio State. We'll just scratch that one off. Here's probably the ultimate test of just how bad Iowa's offense is. They're playing Nevada, six thirty on BTN. If they can't do anything against Nevada, then that's a Serious problem. I would yeah. expect that Spencer Petrus has a rebound game because it just seems impossible for him not to. Um, it, 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 even if he doesn't, they'll still win. They should win that handily. They should. <laughs> uh, at the same time, Maryland hosts SMU 630 on FS1. That is somewhat intriguing. SMU I, looks pretty decent right now. Yeah, I was actually going to say, looking at the national, looking at the national landscape, I was going to say that is a game that I'm moderately pretty intrigued by. Um, I don't think those schools are great, but you know, SMU consistent. What would you say, top forty program? You know, Maryland not great, but you know, there's there's there should be decent, and you know, Rakim Jarrett's back. You know, Talia looks looked pretty good. Historically, this is around the time of the year they fall apart, but they haven't yet. So, yeah, yeah, I, I'd buy that. And then a, a real measuring stick game on ABC, Michigan State-Washington. Uh, we just don't know what either of these teams are yet. No. I think we know we're a little more confident in Michigan State than Washington, but also maybe Washington was just a tire fire because Jimmy Lake was a bad head coach. Yeah, I, I have I have long, long time Michael Penix Jr. fan. Um, I had a fan might be a strong word, but you know he's 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 big. He can throw. He had he had he had he. There was there was some magic there for a year or two. So uh, it, it, I 
I don't know. This is a game that you probably really, really need to have your eye on uh, as a Gopher fan because uh, of that trip to East Lansing next weekend. Yeah. Um, just to just to see what we're dealing with here. Yeah. I don't love the national slate, but there are some games here and there. Uh, what what do you have your eye on? Oh boy. I mean, really Penn state Auburn and then the Maryland game. I mean, those were two of my big ones. Uh, a sleeper pick would be Villanova at army. Um, not conventionally, probably a good game. Uh, but army has been, has played pretty close games against two pretty solid mid-major schools. Uh, Villanova two and pretty pedigreed program, even at the smaller level. Uh, so I think that that is a game that, you know, theoretically looks interesting. A lot of really, really bad games, though, like in general. I mean, a game after game, especially in that 11 o'clock slot that, you know, does not look good. Um, I have like one or two more, though. I'm just trying to remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. UTSA at Texas. I don't you know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't expect UTSA to win, but in a in a in a. You know, on a day where there are not very many games that I'm intrigued by that theoretically carry some intrigue. Other than the obvious game, the Miami at AM. Um AM is probably gonna be angry. Uh then again, AM might not be that good. So <laughs> no matter how angry they are. Uh so that that is that is also intriguing. Also shout out to what everybody to talked about game day being in Boone. That's that's great. Yeah. Even if the game might not be. I, I absolutely love that Boone's getting it. I wish that this game would get moved off of ESPN Plus to an actual cable channel, but uh, just for for Boone to have that, it's a it's, it's a program that cares very deeply about football in a, in a town that just looks beautiful, honestly. Yeah. Seems like a, a perfect setting for this kind of thing. Can I shout out one more game? Go right ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out the Oregon State Montana State game. Oregon State has looked pretty decent, uh, but you know, do you ever want to play Montana State as a Pac-12 school? Probably not. Probably not. So yeah, even though they've beaten two pretty teams that you know are pretty decent programs, you still uh, you still gotta 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 be sweating a little bit. Yeah, and uh, Montana State they they haven't played anyone good yet. Um, I don't think McNeese State or Moorhead State are usually oh. considered anything at the FCS level, but Montana State has been making the playoffs again, which is good. And, uh, you know, if you have Pac-12 Network somehow, I, I I overlooked this game, and I agree this is worth checking in on. Yeah. You got any more? Oh, it's a bit tough here. Um, it's 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 slim pickings. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, a an NCAA football red zone sort of sort of game sort of day. Yeah, BYU and Oregon on Fox yep. in the afternoon. That yep. is intriguing, most certainly intriguing. Um, Florida State and Louisville Friday night. Yeah, that's a an anxiety game, if nothing else. I'll obviously be watching Tech and NC State. Yep, um, I should have mentioned that. I, I did have that. Yeah, but I, I don't have high hopes. Um, Mississippi State, LSU, maybe. Not super excited about that idea. Um, 
everyone's talking about how Kansas might be okay now. I think it's more likely they're just regular bad. Um, and we'll probably lose pretty badly at Houston, but it's maybe not terrible. Uh, maybe it's not a terrible idea to keep an eye on that. Um, and then Fresno State is probably your second best team in the Mountain West right now. So keep an eye on what they do at USC, which I'm sure, I'm sure they will play the Reggie Bush run about five times during that game especially since it's on Fox, big Fox, and obviously Reggie Bush still works for Fox. Um, and then uh, if you want to see North, State, uh, North Dakota State do bad things to a team, there's they go to Tucson at 10 o'clock. That's, that, that's another head scratch. I don't I need all these teams, but yeah. Yeah, it, it's like, like we said, this is a sport that tends to reward the game, the, the, the weeks where you think, where you expect very little of it. You know, if, if you show up at the altar of college football, you will receive its blessing. But, uh, I mean... You were scraping the bottom of the barrel this week. Yeah, it's pretty underwhelming, at least at a glance. And hopefully in a week we're talking about how cool it was. Yeah. So um, everyone enjoy your college football weekend to the degree that you can. And, uh, you know, next week we're going to have to talk about Big Ten play. Yeah. Is, uh, Exciting. Feels, feels like it's here too quickly, but on the other hand, um, I'm, I'm ready for games of, great, of greater consequence, I think. Yeah, certainly. I wholeheartedly agree. So... Um, We'll talk to you again next week. All right. See ya.